Now to him who has loved us and has washed us clean of our sins with his own blood, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. The word of God for our meditation this morning is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying, there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another, and build one another up, just as you are doing. Congregation may be seated. In the name of Christ, who is coming quickly, dear fellow redeemed, what do the years 365 A.D., 500, 1,000, 1285, 1555, 1666, 1736, 1836, 1920, 2000, 2012 have in common. They are all years in which various people predicted that the end of the world will come, or a time when Jesus would take away the true believers in the rapture. And these dates aren't even half of the more well-known predictions that have been made. Throughout history, mankind has been obsessed with attempting to pinpoint the exact time of the second coming of Christ or the day that the world would finally come to an end in cataclysmic destruction. And there's another thing that all these years have in common. They all passed without the world coming to an end. Why does there seem to be this compulsion to figure out when the end of the world would come? Sure, some of these prophets are out for fame and money, convincing poor souls to give up their possessions in order to be a part of the supposed rapture. But it goes beyond that. And it stems from what Paul talks about in our text for this morning. They don't want to be surprised when the last day comes. What about you? Will you be surprised when the day of the Lord comes? Let us take a look at how Paul, Paul reminds us that the answer to that question is a resounding no. And that we do not need to try and even predict the end of the world. 
May the Holy Spirit be with us as we study His Word. Amen. Paul did not have many issues to deal with with the church at Thessalonica. In fact, earlier in the book, he commends them for their faith and their labor of love. The people had come from pagan idolatry, and they had suffered much persecution because of their faith in Jesus. Nevertheless, they remained steadfast. They had become imitators of Paul and of Christ. And yet, it was not all sunshine and roses. The Thessalonians were confused on what it means to wait for the coming of the last day. They paused life, waiting for the Lord to come. And they were sad when their fellow Christians had passed away because they were worried that the dead would miss the coming of the Lord. Paul writes, Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written, written to you, for you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Paul reminds the Thessalonians that there is no need for them to be consumed with trying to pinpoint the coming of the day of the Lord. They were taught by Paul and firmly believed that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. The exact time or period of time that Christ will come is not important because no one knows when it will take place. In the same way that a thief does not announce when he is going to break into a house, so also God has not announced exactly when he will come again. And every attempt to predict that day is futile. And yet Paul does give the Thessalonians instruction and encouragement on how they can be ready for the day of the Lord so that they are not taken by surprise. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. The last day is going to come when people least expect it. First, for those who don't believe in Jesus, to them it will appear like everything is fine. It is just another day. They may even believe that there is peace and security in their life. But in reality, their life is far from peaceful and secure. Paul describes the destruction that will come to those who reject Christ like labor pains that come upon a pregnant woman. It will be sudden and without warning. They will not escape the judgment of the Lord that is coming upon them. And this is because they have turned away from the one hope of salvation. They will be surprised at the coming of the Lord because they spurned him and his gospel. 
Now this is a state that you and I were in upon being born into this world. Sin enveloped us in darkness and utterly alienated us from God. Without Jesus and the Holy Spirit working to rescue us from the pit of our sins, we would be just as surprised when the day of the Lord comes. We would not be waiting for it because our sins has thrust us into complete darkness. When you walk around in darkness, it is pretty much impossible to see what is ahead of you. You do not know where you are going, and anything could jump out at you and surprise you. You wouldn't see it coming. And that is what it is like for those who are living in their sin and do not know Jesus. They are wandering in complete darkness, unaware that their destruction is coming. But Paul reminds the Thessalonians, and likewise you, that they are not in darkness. We are not blinded by our sins so that the day of the Lord is not on our radar. Rather, as ones who have been set apart by God himself, we are children of the day, or children of light. The scripture often uses this relation of dark and light to describe the conversion of being dead in your sins to being alive in Christ. Most notably, this comes in John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was a light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. You walk through this life in the day because you are a child of light. You are one who has been made alive in Christ. Instead of walking through this world in darkness, you walk about it in the daylight. You know that Jesus is coming again. And yes, he is coming to judge the world. But he is also coming to take those who are of the light home to heaven. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love. And for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. Paul's exhortation to you, then, is ready yourself for the coming of the day of the Lord. Do not be one who is consumed by the darkness of sin, unprepared and unaware of the impending judgment that is coming for them. Rather, arm yourself. Paul used this a military illustration to describe how we ought to be ready. A helmet and the breastplate were the bare minimum for armor, but the most essential. 
These two pieces protected the vital organs of your body, your heart, and your head. Without a breastplate or helmet, death is near certain. The breastplate of faith and love. This is centered in your heart. Continually feed your heart with the Word of God. The Scripture is what God has given you to protect your faith. It is a key to strengthening it, resisting the devil and all his temptations. The Scripture is what tells you about God's love for you and that He sent His Son to this earth to live a perfect life and die in your place. And this is a love that God has for you that now flows through you. Share that love and express that faith not only for your own benefit, but that others might become children of light through you. The helmet, a hope for salvation. This is centered in your head. The brain is one of the most important and delicate organs of your body. It is easy to do damage to it. So also it is easy to damage your faith. It is easy for the busyness of this world to overcome and overshadow the focus that we ought to have on the kingdom of heaven. Paul urges you to guard your mind with the hope for salvation. Let your focus remain on Jesus, what he accomplished for you, and what he has promised you, namely that he is, he is coming again to receive you to himself. This hope is not unsure or wavering, but it is certain. It rests in the Lord Jesus Christ who died for you. It holds on to the comforting truth that God has called you out of the darkness of your sin and has destined you for salvation. Life awaits you and me and all who have been called by God into his marvelous light. This is what the day of the Lord means for you. It is not bringing destruction upon your head, but deliverance. It is not going to come to you as a surprise, but it will be a welcoming sight. That is a day of great rejoicing. Because in that day, you will see God, and you will receive eternal rest by His side for eternity. This is God's promise to you. Whether you are alive when He comes or whether you have fallen asleep, life is your goal. Did you know that someone has predicted the world to end in 2026? Another one says 2028 or 2220. The year 300,000, the year 1 million, even the year 1 billion. Vain predictions all these are. It is not for us to know. But that does not mean we will be surprised at the coming of the day of the Lord. The surprise will be for those who receive eternal damnation because their time of supposed peace and security will come to an end. But for you, 
It is none of those things. It is not surprising, nor is it a reason to dread. The day of the Lord brings eternal life to you and all believers. It will bring true peace and security. Not a reason to be surprised or fearful, but all the more reason to say, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.